Hey, this is Pastor Doug, and welcome to Pop, a piece of peace, a shortened version of our sermons from Sunday. It's Tuesday, May 24th, as I record this, and Pastor Tony and I have been working through a sermon series called You Had One Job. It's kind of a reminder for us that God basically gives us one job. It's to love each other, to love God, and to love ourselves. It's basically love. Um, so this past Sunday, I talked a little bit about this concept of using the Bible as a weapon. It's not a good look for us when we use the Bible as a weapon. I was thinking back to this bumper sticker that I think it's still around, but I haven't seen it in a while, but it used to say, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. It's basically the confession of a Bible-believing Christian. But when we call ourselves that, or we use phrases like this, which at face value seem okay, it seems like a good thing for Christians to do, but it begs the question, what do you believe about the Bible? What do you believe about God? We see strange things from God from time to time, especially in the Old Testament. We see with Adam and Eve that he banned them and all of us for eternity, for sampling the wrong fruit, or he drowns the entire planet except one family and two of each animal, basically because he didn't like the way that they were living. And yet that's the story that we paint our nurseries with. I mean, there's all these stories about God that beg the question. We just accept these stories, but what do we believe about God? We can say that we, it's easier perhaps to emulate Christ. The New Testament, we can, we can maybe put ourselves a little bit more in, in what it looks like to live like Jesus, but yet he said to elevate the poor to be the same as yourself, or to make sure that we feed the hungry, to make sure we welcome the foreigner with open arms and to get rid of violence. Sounds great until it affects the American dream or our 401ks. Bible believers have used Bible verses to get at Muslims, to try to get rid of Jews, to encourage slavery, and it's even been used to justify hate crimes. This horrible news story that we saw out of Buffalo, the shooter and the organization that he was a part of, that he subscribed to, used verses from the Gospel of John to encourage hate crimes. Bible believers will often say that those who don't believe the Bible like them are guilty of cherry picking, to which I say, of course, we all pick and choose verses from the Bible. So let's ask this question, how did Jesus read the Bible? Jesus, according to Rob Bell, used three eyes in how he read the Bible. The first is interpret, the second is incarnate, and the third is invite, interpret. The way Jesus would read the Bible is he, he and other rabbis, other religious leaders, even individuals that were a part of their community would gather, they'd unroll a scroll, they'd read it, and then they'd discuss it, talk about it. How does this passage, what does it say to us today? When was it written? How, what was the context in which it was used? And how do we use it and interpret it today? So interpretation. Incarnation. 
the word was made fleshed, flesh and moved into the neighborhood. That's the message translation of what Jesus was all about. The word made flesh and moved into the neighborhood. We see in Jesus, for those of us who are Christians, what it looks like to live out the scriptures and to live out what it means to be people of God. And so it's incarnate. It's taking the word of God and living it out in such a way that people hopefully through you see what God is like. And then the last of the three eyes, invitation, invitation. One of my favorite passages in all of the scripture comes from the gospel of Matthew and it's Jesus telling his followers, telling the church basically, that I give you the power to bind and loose. It means that we get the opportunity as the church to figure out, okay, which of these laws, which of these passages of scripture do we bind? And which do we say, you know what? That doesn't really fit anymore. Society has changed. It, it, it existed at one point for a reason, but now we've evolved, we've developed. Aren't you glad that we, we don't take discipline to the level of stoning our children like the Bible commands? At some point along the way, we said, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. And thank God we did. And Jesus gives us the authority to do that. The Bible, it's often called a book, but it's not a book. It's a library that was written over 1,500 years by 40 different authors on three continents. It's, it's written by real people trying to experience real situations and times and explain how they encountered a very real God. Luther said that the Bible is basically Christ's swaddling clothes. It's, it's, it's the, the, what holds Christ, basically. And so we read as Christians, we read the Bible, all of it, including the Old Testament, to point us to Jesus. So I basically have decided I want to write my own bumper sticker about the Bible. I mean, you, let's go back to the one that said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I, that just doesn't sit right with me. So I wrote my own. It's a, it's a little bit longer, but I think this will be a hot seller. Here's what I wrote. God speaks to us. One of the many ways is through the Bible. We interpret the Bible by discussing, wrestling, and struggling with it to understand where God is moving through the presence of the risen Christ in our world, our community, and in ourselves. Then maybe that settles it for now until it doesn't. <laughs>